Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com hear God's word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, hear God's word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. vision that God has put uh, before us and look on the stage uh, you see that we have the shovel into which we plan to break ground with the golden shovel and we pray and solicit your prayers we have this uh, outline on the parking lot this part here is in the yellow if you want to figure out where you're going to stand and what doors you're going to go through because we believe by faith you have to see it before you see it. Amen. Amen. And we look forward to and wanting and desiring to do that in 2013. Amen. Even as we have a theme this year is getting it right. Bethlehem. First Peter 4.17 says for a time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God, and if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those that do not obey the gospel of God? So, in 2012, we want to get it right. And Matthew 18 is a roadmap, a plan, 15 through 18, and how you can get it right between your brother or your sister. Tonight, we are in the last. Uh, series, our uh, last presentation in the series that we've been talking about all my month long, getting it right in marriage, getting it right in marriage, and we've been encouraging those who are married as well as encouraging singles uh, in their holiness. We've been standing on Mark chapter 10, verses 16 or 6 through 9, which says, but At the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. And therefore, what God has joined together, let let man not separate. And we've been telling you all month long the importance of marriage and as the root of our the roots of our community. And tonight uh, we again we're gonna end this series in a presentation entitled The Mission of Love and Marriage. The Mission of Love and Marriage and 
I'm going to pray, especially if you're single, that you read this whole chapter of Genesis 24. Genesis 24 is the whole context. But tonight we're going to be sharing verses 1 through 4 and 66 through 67. Uh, Would you please read this out loud at the same time on 3 Genesis 24 verses 1 through 4 and 66 through 67 on 3. 1, 2, 3. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again tonight, we're going to talk about the mission of love and marriage, the mission of love and marriage. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. And we're going to talk about the source of love. We're going to talk about the servant of love. We're going to talk about the son of love, the source of love, the servant of love, and the son of love. And we want Christian singles... uh, We want to let you know that you should depend on God to send uh, you love and marriage. Christian singles should depend on God to send them love and marriage. I don't know how popular this show is amongst us, but there is a show on television now that's called The Bachelor. The Bachelor and The Bachelor is from Dallas by the name of Sean. And this whole television reality series uh, is a series that's supposed to be about finding love and marriage. It's it's been on the air since uh, 2002. I think we're in uh, season 17. And and the last uh, uh, show dealt with Sean picking his final two and and the girl and the one that got cut was very furious at him. But this is a show that's supposed to uh, be about finding love and marriage. But if you look at the statistics, you will see, I think that uh, I know for a long time, only one couple actually got married. I think a, a couple has recently gotten married, uh, which would make it uh, probably three by now. But. Statistically, you see and that most of the time that they are not finding love and marriage. They're not finding love and marriage. I couldn't help but think about that as we were going to talk about that subject tonight, the mission of love and marriage, the mission of love and marriage. And, 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 and I thought about that show and I thought about how we go about finding love in our culture and how 
within the church, we do not equip singles really to find love and marriage. Uh, uh, and many times uh, preachers and teachers are not even teaching on the subject. We, we teach the importance, if you're in a good church, of marriage. But we don't ever teach singles how to find love and marriage. It is uh, uh, one of the most important areas of, uh, of our life. And I like to say, especially to singles, that this is the second most important decision that you're going to make in a lifetime. Of course, the first decision that is the most important decision is that of Christ, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the second most important decision that you will make in your lifetime, some would say the, the, the school that you go to, I, would, I wouldn't put that at number two, uh, maybe somewhere four or five. Um, but the choice of a mate... Uh, would be number two in my estimation of the importance of that decision. Of that decision. Because uh, I wrote in a book that your choice for a mate uh, would determine uh, the either the blessedness that you spend here on earth or the cursedness that you'll spend <laughs> So this is not, it's not meant to be taken lightly and, 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 and again, many churches and preachers don't talk about it and don't, but it's an important thing, especially to let you know that your love life generally is going to be a reflection of the place that you've come from or your family and your home. So before you make a choice for me, you need to know your family history. You need to know the real of the real because uh, many of us are under what is called generational curses and we don't know, we don't know it at all. We, uh, we think we come from loving households, but when you do the history, you'll see um, that your family is full of divorce, uh, that your family is full of, of, of womanizers, that your family is full. And if you come from that kind of family background, ground usually what happens is whether you know it or not it's a subconscious choice that you make you choose the same kind of drama you came from and if you are here and you came from the Huxtable family and it was a good family hello somebody boy that could be a great blessing especially for the choice of a mate because you have the proper image of what a man should be or you have the proper image of what a woman should be and if you grew up in that then you'll automatically nine times out of ten attract that kind of person subconsciously without you ever thinking but if you came from Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a family on TV that you know. What, what was that monster? The Adams family. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you need to, you, you, you can't afford to, 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 to take this, this choice for love lightly because you might choose somebody that will take you right back to the Adams family. Hello, somebody. So the choice of a mate, and, 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 and you have to take 
Uh, that decision, if you come from the Adams family, from being a subconscious decision, a lot of women say they're attracted to the bad boys. Why are you attracted to the bad boys? Why do you always choose wrong? Many times it's because that, that, that male figure in the family that, 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 that you love usually had those same kind of qualities. Uh, you, if you look back in your family, your grandpapa was that way and your daddy was that way and you go out and choose the same kind of men that you came from in your family and worse, vice, vice versa for uh, men and women as well. So you got to take this. If you come from the animal's family, you have to take this decision from being a subconscious decision to being a conscious decision. Uh, but what we're going to see in this text tonight is what you don't hear most of the time from the pulpit is that God can help you find true love. Many times we as Christians, we compartmentalize God and, and the church is only the place where you come and worship and, and you go out and, and, and your love life has nothing to do with God when really it should have everything to do with God. Because the same God that created the universe is the same God that can, can help you in your choice for a mate or send, literally send you a mate. There are a lot of uh, single women are saying now that there are no good men. Oh, and there's, there's, there's not a, a, a men, no men around. There, there, there are no good men in Paul's Valley. Hello, somebody. When God is on your side, hello somebody, it don't matter where he or she is, if you're obedient to him, he can, oh, he can be the bridge from here to New York or the bridge from here to L.A. and can get you in the right place at the right time. Oh, but, but in order for God to work, you're going to have to be obedient fully to the Lord. You're going to have to start by being sexually pure uh, or deciding to do what the word says do. And the word tells uh, oh, single uh, people to, oh, to live holy unto the Lord or to get married. Hello, somebody. And most of us say, yeah, I want to get married. I really want to get married. You ain't telling me nothing I don't want to do. I want to do it. But do you really, really want to do it? Do you really, really want God's help? Because what will determine whether God will help you or not is that you are living holy. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, holiness. Holiness. holiness is the only place God can work from. So, so if you truly want to live, if you truly want him to help you in your love life, you better learn to live holy. You better learn to cut some women out, cut some men out and say, I'm going to live holy and I'm going to wait on the Lord in this area of my life. And if you don't believe me, I have a real good one of my favorite love stories on the Bible tonight. In the Bible text, as we talk about the mission of love and marriage. First of all, we see in this text that we see we see the source of love. We, we, we come out in this text, Genesis 24, and it talks about Abraham, who was very old, and, and that the Lord had blessed him in every way. And, and verse 2 says that he, he brought his servant in, and he made his servant swear. And, and in verse uh, 3, 
He says this, I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites amongst whom I am living, but will go to my country and my my own relatives and get a wife for my son. First of all, we see the source of love. In this culture and in this context, the source of love began with the father. Hello, somebody. The source of love began with the father. It was, we don't even see Isaac mentioned on the scene until he says, I want you to give Isaac a son. The source of love began with the father. Hello, somebody. And if you're here today and if you have children, I say to you right now that you better pray, begin to pray that God will send your children, that God will send your grandchildren a godly mate because it needs to start with you first. It needs to be an intelligent decision. It doesn't need to be about what we call love. That thing, that thing we call love, that thing, that thing, that thing we call love will get you in trouble. That thing, oh, because they say when you fall in love emotionally, there are literally endorphins in your mind that really gets you high and you get high to the point that you can't make an intelligent choice. You see, a choice for me should be something intelligent. A choice for me shouldn't be something that you fall into. I've always said many times as I preach on this subject, oh, that I have never failed in anything that was good. I fell off the porch. I fell in a hole. I never, and even when I fell in love at a young age, it was one of the most worst decisions and baddest experience that I've ever experience in my life oh and love is not meant to be something to be fallen into love is meant to be an intelligent choice and and this intelligent choice began with the source of love and that source of love began with the father it began with the parents oh we as poor folk will let our children marry anybody but rich folk they don't just let their children marry anybody the number one thing they want to know when they're rich they want to know is if they have money hello somebody and a lot of poor folk a lot of poor women say they want to marry a rich man oh you probably not gonna get a rich man because rich folk normally look for other rich folk to marry hello somebody it's an intelligent choice and God says for you tonight oh for you to stop falling in love and begin to make intelligent choices uh, began to pray now uh, to God the father up above uh, that he will uh, that he will send you uh, a mate uh, that he will send you a mate the source of love in the text uh, was the father I said the source of love in the text uh, was the father but you say preacher I I didn't have no father preacher I had to grow up on my own preacher I I had to rear myself I had to raise my Myself. I didn't have nobody telling me about love. Nobody praying for me about love. And when we do that, we leave our children open all to all kinds of various temptations in this area called love. Hello, somebody. The source of love begins with the father. 
And if you say, preacher, well, I, I don't have a father. I don't have a father praying for you. Well, 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 what the problem is then is that you need to get a new father. Hello, somebody. If your earthly father is not doing his job, it's not praying, it's not concerned. If, if your earthly father, you see, if you have a father, number one, the source of love begins with the father. And if you have a father, you need to listen to him. Oh, one of the reasons why, oh, that uh, girls with fathers don't tend to get pregnant like uh, girls without fathers is that, oh, the father will come to the boy and let him know that, no, this girl is not a hoochie coochie woman. This girl, did not, this my baby girl is not just anybody that you're going to not be committed to. He, he, he will sit and talk to the boy. He will lay his gun out on the table and let him know that if he do something wrong with, with this girl, hello somebody, with this girl, now this girl is a special girl, this girl, and he speaks into her life. But many children get so old that they don't listen to the father. Oh, you need to have a father figure. You pray to God. If you don't have a heavenly father figure, then there need to be some men in your life that are spiritual that you can come talk to. Hello, somebody. We call those folk pastors. Hello, somebody. A good pastor. Oh, a lot of times you can just let me take one look at him and I can tell whether he's good or bad. Hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, you have to have what, what, what I call a chorus of voices. What are the people that you love saying to you the most? Many times women and men, they'll fall in love and they'll be in a relationship and that boy or that woman will take them away from their family, will take them away from their friends, will take them away from the world and hide them out. Oh, that's not how you have a real and true love relationship. Oh, when you marry somebody, oh, they marry into your family. When you marry somebody, oh, you've got to be around your family. You need your family and friends uh, to help you when you marry somebody. Hello, somebody. So you better have a good chorus of, of voices. Uh, and that chorus should be your father if you have one, a spiritual father, maybe the preacher or a good uncle, a holy and godly uncle. And sometimes, uh, oh, uh, you might have one of them uncles uh, uh, that may not know the Lord, but they know Negroes. Hello, somebody. <laughs> so give them a look. Hello, somebody. But the source of love begins with the father. If you don't have an earthly father, this this next text gonna going to show you the substitute. Because what God is concerned in your love life is he's concerned about the yoking. Hello, somebody. He's concerned about the yoke. You see, the father in the text said, hey, I don't want my son to marry any of these women from around here. None of these Canaanite women. I, I don't want to marry. In modern day terms, it's like a father saying, I don't want my, my son to marry a woman that's not saved. Hello, somebody. And that's how many, many Christian women and men get in trouble in their love life. Oh, is that they're, they're 
shall go or be in a relationship, live with, oh, somebody that's not Christian. Hello, somebody. You see, a man or a woman that's Christian will be concerned about the holiness of God. Now, I said Christian, not somebody that goes to church because some of the biggest players show up in church every Sunday. Some of the biggest, I've seen some of the biggest pimps, oh, at church on Sunday morning. They're running through the church. I'm not talking about folk that go to church. I'm talking about Christian. God wants you to be uh, uh, hooked up, married up, yoked up. Oh, to somebody that say somebody that as a matter of fact, oh, that's a text. Uh, I believe in first Corinthians chapter five, where it says, uh, oh, that, that you're not even supposed to eat with a so-called Christian brother who has a, a lifestyle that is evident with uh, sexual immorality. So God said, don't you, you, and many Christians like to play with that. They, uh, they, uh, I don't know whether he said or not. Whereas he is, he trying to get with you. Hello, somebody. If he's trying to get with you, and if he already got with you, hello, somebody. That's showing the characteristic of somebody that's not saved. And God is concerned about the yoking. If you're going to be a Christian woman, uh, a true Christian woman of God, if you want God to work in your life, whether you're male or you're female, you've got to be concerned about this yoke thing. Hello, somebody. Oh, you cannot be unequally yoked. You cannot be in a relationship with somebody that's not saved. Hello, somebody. You say, preacher, you're making this up. No, 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 no. Look at the text. First Corinthians chapter six, uh, verse uh, 14 through 18 and and this is going to take also take care of your father issues if you didn't if you don't have an earthly father what does the text says first corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 through 18 it says do not be yoked together with unbelievers hello somebody that that's what the father's concern was was his concern was he said his son not be with a woman that's not saved do not be yoked together with a unbeliever. Yoke together means to be married. Do not be married together with unbelievers uh, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Hello, somebody. He says, what does righteousness, as you look at the yoking on the screen, you see an oxen and a donkey, and you look at this like a Sesame Street, that one of these things uh, just don't belong to here. One of these things uh, that just, just don't fit. And God says, oh, that a Christian marrying an unchristian, a Christian dating an unchristian, it just don't go together for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness hello somebody don't you know that light and darkness cannot exist in the same place so why is it that you're looking for love in all the wrong places why is it that you're looking for love in all the wrong people why is it the bible says that darkness and light cannot exist together light is very aggressive wherever there is light darkness has to cease and that's what the Bible is saying. They're saying uh, for a Christian to be with a, a, a unchristian person, you say, "Well, preacher, uh, what if he's a Muslim? He's religious? No, an unsafe. Hello, so what if he's a Mormon? No, an unsafe. Oh, what if he's a Catholic? Uh oh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's about the yoking. The yoking." 
the text goes on to say, what fellowship has light with darkness? What harmony is there between a Christ and, and Baal? And, and, had, and, and Baal worship, they would be, uh, know all about that in their day and time, Baal worship. Or, or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Hello, somebody. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are, and he said this before, a little further we studied. He said, we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk amongst them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separated, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing. I have received you. God is saying to some Christian woman that's in a relationship. Uh, oh, and he may be a deacon in the church. He, he may be a preacher you have in a, uh, and you think that he's a holy man of God. No, his actions uh, has shown him up, has shown him up. Uh, oh, uh, he, you say he married. Uh, oh, but he's saying he don't like it. He don't love his wife and he's going to get a divorce. No, the Bible says, come out from among said uh, What does wickedness and right Righteousness have in common, what does light and darkness have in common? Their character, their behavior, their actions has exposed them. And tonight God is trying to revelate to somebody listening at the sound of my voice. You've been seeking for direction. You've been seeking for guidance. You've been praying, Lord, whether he's the one. Oh, and God is saying tonight, no, he's not the one. I don't care if he's a preacher. I don't care if he's a deacon. I don't care if he come to church every Sunday but he's sleeping with you on a Saturday night hello somebody no character is what determines whether a person is saved or not hello somebody they can say it with their mouth all they want but their character and their behavior expose who they really are hello somebody we get back to this point saying well preacher the source of love began with the father but I don't have no father Verse 18 says, if you decide, or verse 17 says, if you decide to come out and separate and be separated, which really is another word to be holy, come out and be holy, come out and be sanctified, come out and live for God and God alone. Come out. Oh, don't you know that your body is not yours? You've been bought with a price. Come out. Oh, from all of that worship. Hello, somebody. You say you don't have a father, but if you come out, he says, and I will receive you. And verse 18 says, and I will be a father to you. Hello, somebody. The source of love begins with the father. Hello, somebody. And we saw that, uh, that, that, that Isaac had a good father. His name was Abraham. And, and his father was concerned about his well-being. He, he wanted his son to marry a good woman. Uh, uh, not an unsaved woman, but a, a holy woman of God. And, and he took all the precautions that he needed to take uh, for his son to get a holy woman of God. And the love, uh, the source of love began with the father. And in this text, God says, uh, if you separate yourself, if you come out uh, from the darkness and began to live as children of light then and only then will I will be a father to you 
and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Hello, somebody. I'm so glad that there's a, there was a provision for me because, oh, I didn't have a father like Abraham to be my source of love. I didn't have a father, oh, who would pray and help me and seek me and guide me in my love life. But I'm so glad that when I came from a, a monks from out and I separated myself and became a holy man of God that I got a new father who would be my source of love and my new father hello somebody's the one who helps me to find true love hello somebody that, that makes me want to shout I'm married and I still want to shout. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Single folks should be wanting to shout and know that God is concerned about you. He's concerned about your love life. He knows that you feel lonely and alone. He knows that you sing that song. Oh, that that woman's song that, that, that says, I am ready. What that song says, I am ready for love. Why are you hiding from me <laughs> he said preacher you just stepped on the line <laughs> God says he knows that you're ready for love but what he needs to know is that are you ready to live sanctified enough to where he can begin to work in your love life hello somebody he says, I will be a father. The Bible says, I'll be a father to the fatherless. Hello, somebody. And, and, and so he says, he will be a father to you. So the mission of love and marriage started with the source of love. The source of love was the father. In this text, the father was Abraham. But in the text we just saw in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, oh, chapter 6, verses 6 and 18, the father in the text was God himself. Hello, somebody. So we have God himself that's concerned about your love life. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And so we, so, so we have a source of love, okay? We have a source of love. Praise the Lord, we have a source. It begins with God. God is concerned about my love life, and God is going to work on my behalf if I sanct- as I sanctify myself and set myself apart to be holy unto the Lord. He's, he wants to yoke me up with somebody else that is sanctified and has set themselves up uh, for the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Next, we have the servant of love. The servant of love, verse 2 in Genesis 24, it says, And he said to the senior servant in his household, uh, the one in charge of all that he had, put, put your hand under my thigh. And he, this was a way for him to swear a thing, or swear a thing, uh, uh, to make a promise. And, and verse uh, 9 in Genesis uh, 24 says, So the servant put his hand... Under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath uh, to him concerning this matter. Concerning of what matter? There's two things he was concerned about. Number one, he, he wanted his servant to go and find a wife for his son from his own people. In modern day terms, that would be from a Christian. They, 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 she, has, she has to be... A Christian, okay? She has to be a Christian. 
And number two thing the servant was concerned about was, is that what if she don't want to come? What, what, if, what if she don't want to come? What if, what, what if she don't want to move to Paul's Valley, brother? What, uh, sister, what, what if he don't want to move to Paul's Valley and be with us? Because for God to bring them together, somebody was going to have to leave where they are. Hello, somebody. And as far as his father was concerned, his son wasn't going going to go nowhere because God had sent him to be blessed in this land of promise. So the mission of God is where you need to move. Some some, some folk are are in long distance relationships and and they're trying to be concerned whether they should move to be with a person and and if you was come and ask me whether or not if you're in a long distance relationship, uh, number one, I, I would tell you that the distance needs to be closed somehow because you can't really get to know somebody uh, long distance. OK, you can't really can't really get to know somebody long distance. I know they, they can be online, you know, saying that they all this. As a matter of fact, they got one of this special show called Catfish where people are online and, 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 and they, they, they acting like they somebody. Hello, somebody. And they had one show where this girl was been in a relationship with this boy online for years. And, 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 and he was supposed to be a fit, athletic guy. And, and, and she went and closed the distance and got to know him. And he was a, a, a tubby buddy. <laughs> he, he didn't have a six-pack. He had a keg. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and the girl was like, oh. Been talking to him all the time and never met, met him online. And, uh, oh, so she was upset. Another program with this woman and falling in love with this guy. And this guy, she loved this guy, boy. She, they, they wanted to meet and then they went up to the house and then a girl walked out. Hello, somebody. <laughs> so uh, this long distance thing and being uh, online dating and all that. Now I say you need to close the distance. Hello, so you can get to know somebody for real. Hello, somebody. And, and if you ask me now, who should move? I would have to tell you, the person that needs to move is is the person uh, where you need to move to is where the mission of God is. Hello, somebody. Or better yet, where the blessings of God is. You see, Abraham, God was working there. Matter of fact, Abraham had to leave his relative. He had to leave all them behind to go and be blessed. Hello, somebody. And that's what a lot of singles have to do. Some, sometimes you want to go and be blessed. God has, will call you out and you'd have to leave home and go to another place to be blessed with a mate. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And you got to go where the blessing is. Hello, somebody. And there's never a bad place for a blessing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I like to say it's never a bad time for a blessing and it's never a bad place for a blessing. Matter of fact, I'm in Paul's Valley because this is where the blessing is. I had to leave my family at home all that long time ago to get to this place because this is where the blessing was. Hello. Oh, you need to go where the blessing is. And Abraham said, hey, the blessing is here. And she's going to have to come here. And if she don't want to come here, you leave her where she is. But don't take my son back. Hello, somebody. He said, don't take my son back. Don't, don't, don't. A lot of times single folk wonder whether they should go with an ex. No, don't go with an ex. Don't go back. Hello, somebody. You've already been there before. You already know what's there. Hello. Don't go back. 
Hello, somebody. <laughs> that was for free. That was for free. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. The blessing of God is right here where, where I am. I had to leave my family, my home to get, get to where I am and to be blessed. And the blessing of God is here. So he had to swear that he would get a woman that was a Christian woman. And he had to swear that he wouldn't take his son back to be with her. Hello, somebody. But that she had to come to him. Hello, somebody. And he had a servant in between. A servant who, who, who and, this, and this is why I talk about this chorus of voices when it comes to finding true love. Uh, many times, uh, if it's of the Lord, your chorus of voices, those that love you the most, will be for it. Or for him or for her because they've met him and they've known him. They, it won't just be in a relationship that's isolated. It's not, you see, that's, that's a fallacy where, you, where, where you're talking about getting married and it's going to be us against the world. No. You've got to live in the context of culture. You've got to live in the context of your family and of your friends. Hello, somebody. And you got to make sure that they get along with one another. If you if you got a brother and you're talking about marrying him, he don't get along with nobody. Hello, somebody. How you think he gonna keep a job if he can't get along with nobody? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. How, how, you know we we make dumb decisions when it comes to love. They should be sociable. As a matter of fact, when I was looking for a wife, I said I wanted to marry somebody I could take to the White House and to the junkyard. Hello, somebody. She, she had to be able to relate on all levels because those were the places where I would be. Hello, somebody. And God sent me Sister Eton. Hello, somebody. You say, well, she, she don't look like she'll be in a junkyard. No, it's not what it means. That she ain't such a much. She can get along with the common people, the common folk. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's the kind of person that you need to marry. Don't, you don't need to marry somebody that don't like your daddy. Don't like your daddy. Wait a minute. You don't be with somebody that don't like your dad. Your daddy helped to raise you. Don't like your mama. Hello, somebody. Don't like your siblings. I know sometimes it's hard to get along, but, you know, hey, hey I'm the only one that can hate on my siblings. You can't. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. No, you, your chorus of voices, what are they saying? If everybody is saying no, you probably need to listen. And it's just not just about love. Hello, somebody. It's about life choices and decisions that you have to make. Um, there was a, a guy I heard on the radio where it was a guy and, 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 and a preacher, man, and, and he was they were ministering to, to this guy and and they went over to his house, and I mean, they were just so anti-social, anti-cultural. Uh, they got in, they hadn't been around anybody, and, and they reached out and loved to them. And they, their daughter was, they thought, was mentally retarded, but they reached out to that whole family, and that whole family began to grow in that church. And, and they began to send that daughter that they thought was, uh, that was a, uh, Retarded began to go to private school and they were doing real, real well. And 
and and and and that man was doing so well at work that they des- that that he decided that he was good enough to get another job and he and he got another job in another city and the church was concerned they know that if he if he left the church uh, they wouldn't have the support that they have at the church and in the town that they were in they were concerned about it to, but he left and went anyway because it was a better opportunity to make a long story short that man ended up being homeless homeless had he listened to his chorus of voices the, the people around him who loved him the most they would they would have told him that that, that that everything that looked good to you ain't good for you Ooh. hello somebody hello somebody and, and relationship singles Everything that looked good to you ain't good for you. Hello, somebody. Come here, Ashley on The Bachelor. <laughs> she loved that boy. That boy looked good to her. You know, she thought he was the one and he was leading her on. And, and all of a sudden, she got cut. Hello, somebody. She was mad. Hello, somebody. Everything that looked good to you ain't good for you. And we tend to make our decisions just from, from just this sight. But we've got to learn to make spiritual decisions. And in this love relationship, it wasn't just them against the world. It was the father who initiated. It was the servant who was willing to go and to fulfill the father's plan. It was uh, uh, Isaac was on one side and Rebecca was on the other side. And some more folk would have to get involved in, in this whole process to see that this was from the Lord. And not only that, they had a, a man that was a servant, but they also had an angel. This is what we come with this concept of, of Cupid. Hello, somebody. The concept of Cupid. It, it says, and, and, and this is what Abraham had to say to a servant, the Lord, the God of heaven who brought me out of my father's household and and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offsprings I will give you this land that's why he could not leave where the blessing was and it, this is what he had to say very unique Genesis 24 7 he will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there hello somebody hello somebody two servants at work in this love relationship the source began with the father and the father commissioned the servant and and but 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 the father knew where the real source was which was God and because he prayed to God God would send an angel <laughs> boy if I was singer here today I'd be jumping for joy oh, glory <laughs> God can, can send an angel hello somebody to, 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 to get me a, a wife God to, can, can send an angel to, to get me a husband God can send an angel hello somebody that's why I challenge singles God is the same yesterday and today and forever and what he did for Isaac and Rebecca hello somebody 
and trying to find this, this love uh, for your life. He, he can do it uh, for you. Hello, somebody. I'm not making this up. It, does it say uh, that, that God can do it? You know, contextually, we know there was a lot of other stuff that was working. God was trying to build a nation from, from, from Abraham. And, and, and Abraham, you know, the struggle that he had. To, oh, the, the struggle that he had to have a son. He, it wasn't until he was 100 years old. He was, he was told he was going to have a son by, by the age of 75. And he had to wait 25 years before that boy would be born. He, we know the drama behind that. But yet God said that he was going to make a nation. And it took him 20, almost 25 years before he would send him a son. And now his son is almost 40 years old. Hello, somebody. His mother has died. Hello, somebody. And it's a pretty sad time in his life. And God was supposed to build a nation from their union and and he only had one son. It was very important that his son get married so that this whole nation of Israel would be born. So there was a greater, greater purpose. But even in the midst of that greater purpose, I, what I glean from this text is God can. <laughs> he, he may not want to bring a nation from my loins, but God can. Hello, somebody. He, he still has the power today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God can send that angel on my behalf. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Boy, like I said, if I was single, I'd be shouting right now. <laughs> so we have the source of love which was the father we have the servant of love and lastly we have the son of love the son of love it it says here in the text it says here but will not go to my country and my relatives but will go uh, to my country and my own relatives to get a wife for my son Isaac Hello, somebody. There's another man who would have been a real great man of God, but he didn't, he didn't follow this, this concept of being equally yoked. And he, he really never lived up to be all that God had called him to be because he didn't want to get a wife from amongst his relatives. He, he didn't want to marry an unsaved person. And, and this is what happened to him. He said in Judges 14.3, it says, His father and mother replied, Isn't there an acceptable woman amongst your relative or amongst all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? Samson said to his father what he said. Get her for me. She's the right one for me. See, I talk about this chorus of voices. You, you have a chorus of voices. The love, the source begins with the father. You've got to make the father your source. Or else you'll be the seed. You, you've got to make God, heavenly father, your source. If, if you don't have a father, even if you do have a father, make him your primary source. And God says that you need to marry somebody that's saved. And everybody around you is saying the same thing. But some of us in our love life are like Samson. We say, get her for me for 
she's the right one for me. Some text says get her for me because she looks good to me. And we know the story of Samson. Hello somebody. It was an unequally yoked relationship. And he ultimately lost his life because he didn't make the right choice for love. And there's some folk that, 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 that will lose their life because they choose the wrong person. They choose people that are abusive, people that, that literally beat them and kick them and treat them as if they're not human. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and they do it because it's, it's common. They, they, they saw mama and daddy do it and, and they think uh, unconsciously that this is what love is. No, 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 no. We talked this year, if you didn't listen, about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Hello, somebody. First Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 4. This, that's the evidence of true love. All that drama that you go through and you deal with in your love relationship is not godly. It's not of God. And you've got to decide to make right choices. And the first thing that you can do is what is your chorus of voices are saying? What is your best friend saying? What is your mother saying? What is your father saying? What, what are those around you who love you saying? In this text, his father and mother replied, isn't that somebody acceptable amongst? Isn't that somebody saved you can be with? Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor. Isn't that somebody saved you can be with? <laughs> Hello, somebody. Kick. God is saying to somebody, you need to kick this person to the curb. He not the one or she not the one. And see what people do in relationships is that they know that person is not the one. They, they know he's not Mr. Right, but they'll settle for Mr. Right now. Hello, somebody. And they don't realize that because they settling for Mr. Right now, God's, God's got a Mr. Right and, and Mr. Right probably right before you. But because you so emotionally involved in having sex with this guy, you can't see him. Right. Hello, somebody. Because you're wasting your time with Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. Hello, somebody. God can't send you the right person because you in love like Mary J with Mr. Wrong. Hello, somebody. God says, I bless you. It's going to be Mr. Right. If I bless you, you're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to listen to those who love you, who the chorus of voices, the people around you. I, I have them there to help you. But you think love should take you away from your mom and love should take away from your dad. Love should take you away from your family. Love should take you away from your family. Have you ever been in those kind of relationships? You boys, you homies, as long as he ain't got a girlfriend. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Y'all can hang out. <laughs> he get in a relationship and he gone. Hello, somebody. Happens with women too. They, they get in a relationship and then they gone. Now, that ain't the way you have a real marriage relationship. You ain't, you don't live your life in a bubble. Hello, somebody. What are your chorus of voices saying? He, he said, his father said, his mother said, hello, somebody. He said, get her for me for she looks good to me. Hello, somebody. She's right for me. This love story, I'm so glad that Isaac trusted his father as the source 
I'm so glad that Isaac trusted the servants. I'm so glad that his father, who was the source, trusts the true source to send an angel on behalf of his son. Hello, somebody. To get a mate for him. You need to go back and read that whole story. I've already probably kept this too long. But I want you to go back and, and get the details of the story and how God worked it out. We call that his, his sovereignty, his, his sovereignty or his providence and how he, he's able to work things out together for, for, for your good. And, 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 and sometimes, oh, you'll be like Rebecca was in the text. She was just doing a, an everyday ordinary task when all of a sudden God bust in on her situation. And when God busts in on her situation, she got some bling bling. Hello, somebody. Oh, yes, she got a ring. Oh, oh, I think it was Beyonce said, if you like it, you better put a ring on it. Hello, somebody. She got her ring in the text. Go back and read it. Oh, and she had to make the choice of whether she would be willing to go back and trust God in a love life. That she would be willing to go and be with that man that she would have for a mate. And this is the end of the story. You need to read it for yourself. But uh, to make a long story short, the servant, oh, by the angel of God, led him to the right place at the right time. And he saw Rebecca. And Rebecca, oh, Rebecca was a good-looking woman. Hello, somebody. A lot of times with, with the hookup, we'd be worried about, I don't know how you going to look. I don't believe in blind dates. <laughs> God knows what you like. Hello, somebody. God knows what you want. She she was a looker. Hello, somebody. Oh, looks ran in their family. Hello, somebody. But anyway, that's just, uh, but the text says, then the servant, as they were coming back, Rebecca looked out and she saw uh, Isaac. And she said, who is that? And the servant says, that's my master's son. Hello, somebody. That's the man you're going you gonna to marry. And it says, and then the servant told Isaac all he had done. And Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah. Remember, Sarah had died. And he married Rebecca. Hello, somebody. A true love story. You say, oh, they were fixed up. They, get, they had to hooked up. It was the blind day. How, how is this going to work? And many of us don't want to trust God in this area. Wonder how it's going to work. That's some stuff we are not going to be able to see. Oh, but this is how it worked out. So she became his wife. And guess what? He loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Hello, somebody. It worked out in the end. And all I got to say to single folk and even to married folk, why? Why don't you just trust God take him at his word and when you take him at his word and you can trust him in the blind just trust him just do what he says oh if you gotta move move just trust him and do what he says if you just gotta sit and wait then wait just trust him and do what he says and don't compromise cause Rebecca was a holy woman of God hello somebody in every way oh 
holy in, in her sexuality again because God oh, won't work if you're giving your body away to the devil. Hello somebody. Whether the devil is in this pulpit or in this church, if you're giving your body away or out there on the street, if you're giving away to the devil, God can't work on your behalf. You're taking care of it yourself. Many of you have done all of this yourself. You've tried it for yourself. Why don't you try God? Oh, and I can tell you, I'm not just somebody just oh preaching it and teaching it. Oh, I had to trust God for myself. Oh, I tell folk and single folk, oh, that I had to leave oh Dallas, Texas and go get my blessing over there in Abilene, Texas. I had to leave my family and friends. I had to leave everybody. But God had a mission for me there and I had to leave and prepare God's mission. And when I left, I was a single man. Hello, somebody. Oh, but God had worked on my behalf. Oh, and I went there and I was faithful that the mission, like Abraham had a mission. He said, I can't leave this mission. My son can't leave this mission. His wife is going to have to come to him because this is where God is working. Oh, but I tell you, I'm teaching and preaching about myself because there in Abilene was where God was working and I was lonely and alone. Hello, somebody. And I just kept praying, Lord, oh, send me a mate. Oh, and God literally sent me Sister Eton. Hello, somebody. God, oh, used the government as an angel. Oh, and gave her a new job there in Abilene, Texas. Hello, somebody. And she moved there. And when she moved to Abilene, Texas, oh, and she asked me, what do you think is happening? All I could do was look up on the wall. He said, why did you look up? I saw the handwriting on the wall. Hello, somebody. And I knew she was going to be my wife. Hello, somebody. Because God had sent her to me. I, I didn't have to go searching. I didn't have to go seeking. All I had to do was be like Adam. Hello, somebody. God put Adam asleep and brought his wife to him or from him. Hello, somebody. Oh, and I tell you, single folk, why don't you trust him in your love life? God can do it. Oh, I said, God can do it. I said, God can do it. You've tried it on your own. Why don't you try him for yourself? I'm not just talking to single folk. All this month, we've been sharing skills and what married folks should do in marriage. Men, the Bible says for you to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And what did he do for the church? He gave himself up for her. In many relationships, men are not giving themselves up. They think that they're the king of the castle, that they shouldn't do nothing when they come home. Hello, somebody. Is that giving yourself up for her? Hello, somebody. Oh, you got to give yourself up. Love her. Agape love. Hello, somebody. And love her, whether she's being lovable or not. Hello, somebody. Love her. Whether she deserves it or not. Love her. Hello somebody. And love in the text that we talked about is a love that's void from emotion. And I hate to see men get emotional. And many women hate to see men get emotional. Hello somebody. Now you the men. 
hello somebody. Oh, you ain't got to get emotional. You made the decision and you choose every day to live up to that decision. That's what love is. It's a decision of the will. And women who are married, the Bible says that you are to respect your man. Hello somebody. You've got to respect. It's about, the Bible talks about a quiet and gentle spirit. Oh, you've tried it for yourself all these years trying to nag him to get him to do what you wanted to want him to do and you've been talking loud oh to him all the time why don't you try to respect him and respect him whether he deserves it or not oh never lift your voice higher than a whisper and just speak to hello why don't you try God in your relationship oh Dr. Tony Evans say you can't enter into a holy oh a holy union into which God made and try to make your own rules. No, God made the rules and we shared the rules and God wants you to obey him. You tried for yourself. Why don't you try God's way? Hello, somebody. Why don't you be completely sold out in this area of your relationship? Because if you are, God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you think or that you can imagine. A true love story. Isaac and Rebecca. The mission of love and marriage. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, We just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the 
Household of Faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you for must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. 
Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com. Definitely.